0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beeden.
1: All right, welcome aboard Dennis Stuckey and uh, Brady Beeden. Eventually, there he is. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, and, uh the uh, weather has been unkind to us for uh, a couple of days again this week. Although uh, uh on Monday, we got in a quite quite a few games um, and we'll talk uh, and focus on the, the more important ones um, uh, in, in that uh, group, and uh, a big win, I think, for St. Clair boys.
2: Yes, that's probably the biggest win out of the uh, whole slate of games we had. I mean, that one sets up a huge one tonight between them and PH, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about because we don't have a lot of other games to, <laughs> to mention. Um, I mean, yeah, every BWAC game was canceled, essentially, um, and you saw Northern look like they maybe uh, were going to trip up, and then they turned
1: it on. Well, you, you know, uh, for three quarters in that game, Romeo did okay. But the third quarter was all Northern all the time, and uh, they got hot shooting the, the ball in that eight minutes, and they were draining threes, and it didn't matter who was shooting them or where they were shooting them from. Um, a couple of times I don't even know if kids were looking but the ball was going in um, and uh, we'll talk about uh, that plus uh, last night uh, Cardinal Mooney got a, a big win uh, as they were basically the only area team that, that got their game in um, and uh, so there was not a ton but enough that uh, we'll talk about it and we'll start talking
3: about it when we come back.
1: Caro, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
3: Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT-managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 888 956 for a free on-site security assessment. 888 If you're
0: not listening to Get Stuck On sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. And uh, let's uh, start with uh, some uh girls basketball from Monday night because at, at least uh, three of our area teams uh, got to, into play and and the weather didn't bother St. Clair. The Lady Saints rolled past Roseville 48-25. to 25. This is what they were supposed to do. Rose, Roseville is one of the, the weaker teams on, on their schedule. But what encourages me here, Brady, is this is a second straight game where the scoring is up for the Lady Saints.
2: Yeah, and uh, Furlan and Komarowski each had 14 in the win, so those two are starting to, at least in the past couple of games, take the lead with scoring, and that's something that St. Clair has needed. Uh, again, it's not been against the absolute stiffest competition, but that's fine. Now you have to carry it over to when you play the Marine Cities and when you play the Fraziers of the world to try
1: and take that next step. But Just get, you know, to me, confidence in high school sports is a big deal. And you have a good game, and you can make it carry over. And if this lasts for the rest of the season, it's a new dynamic for St. Clair. And for me, it puts them back in the chase because now Frazier's got a loss because Marine City went to Frazier and beat them. 45-41 Forty-five, forty-one behind nineteen from Jade Blanchard. That's a huge win. That's a big,
2: big time win that uh, evens up the the Mac Gold race. And now, if neither side trips up in their final few games, they will. Uh, it'll be a shared title. But I'm sure Saint Clair is going to want to have something to say about that.
1: Yeah, and and by this happening. Again, it opens the door for St. Clair now. I actually think technically St. Clair controls their own
2: destiny right yeah. now because don't they still have a game against each team Yeah, left? Uh,
1: so, so, I mean, it, it still, to me, becomes a three-team chase, but uh, I also feel a little vindicated because I said after the first time the two teams played, us, and these two teams look just identical to me, and if you look at their two-game series, they both scored 80 points. They both won a game by four points. They both won at the other team's school, and and they both have similar styles of game and similar players. Right. And now the next big
2: one is Saint Clair at Marine City on Thursday. Yeah. And if it's if it's winner go home for Saint Clair, at least in the league race, and for Marine City, you don't want to follow up your biggest win of the year with a loss to your rival that. Now you need help to get a league title. Yeah. Uh,
1: And I was at the first meeting at St. Clair. um, And uh, again, uh, in that one, St. Clair did a great job on Jade Blanchard all game long. And then finally in the fourth quarter, she found enough to get it done for Marine City. Right. And this is going to this will
2: be a really fun one. I know one of us will be down there. Uh, for, I think I'm down there for that one. And but big win for Marine City. You got to give props to the uh, Lady Mariners going to Frazier and a back against the wall situation. They get a win. Yeah, that
1: that's uh, again not an easy place. To go and win a basketball game. Uh, M.L.A. City gets a win uh, over Lapeer, 56-44. to uh, 44. Not a league game, but uh, I just kind of felt like M.L.A. City needed a win. I don't care where you get it at, at right. this point um, because th- we've talked about it. The league is is tough. They're used to being in the conversation about being at the top in women's basketball. Uh, and everybody's talking about Yale, Crosslex, and Armada, and nobody's really talking about MLA City. Last year, MLA City and North Branch were all we talked about when it came to girls' basketball right. in that league. And now we really don't talk a lot about either team. No,
2: and it's just it's just the cycle. I mean, you're on top for so long, but I'm not going to disparage them when they get a win. I know Lapeer is fell to a few of our area teams. I think they lost to PH Cross Lax at one point. Yep. Maybe I think there's one other BWAC
1: team they played too. They've been coming uh they've been playing teams east a lot. Yeah. Uh and Dryden finally found somebody that could beat them in both uh, uh boys and girls basketball and that was Millington. Who's well, really good. Yeah, Millington's <laughs> pretty st- solid um
2: but it's not well th- we'll start with the girls since that's what we're talking about right now. The girls have been pretty all right um not having as great of a season as the boys, but still a pretty good season in their own right. But Millington was 5-2 and two coming into the game, which is a very small amount of games to be played um, at this point in the year. But, uh, yeah, Dryden, um,
1: maybe a little bit of reality check for them. Yeah, 58-30 to 30 was the final. And we know that uh, in women's sports at Millington right now, they're going through a cycle of really a good group of athletes all right uh, to uh, to boys basketball we might as well mention it because the Dryden boys have been smoking everybody but Millington's boys basketball is really good and it what yeah but it wasn't that they lost it was they got
2: handled I mean Millington's good I think they have three or four losses on the season so they're not this unstoppable force and I guess for Dryden to lose by almost 30 is a little bit sobering that all right. Yes, they're good for their league, but what is Dryden? They're they're gonna have a little bit of work to do down the stretch if they want to be a team that makes a run in the postseason. Well,
1: I I just I think Millington compared to Dryden is a bigger school, and I think Millington plays it's a really tougher not schedule. Not that much bigger if
2: if you look on. I mean, Millington only has three hundred and fifty kids in it. What's Dryden got? Fifty. Dry- <laughs> Dryden is at. Where is it? It's down here, about a buck seventy. So I mean, it's not much different than size. Yeah, but I mean, at that size, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Dryden went and beat Almont, and Almont's bigger than both those schools.
1: Yeah, but Dryden's pretty good. Yeah, so was Almont. Millington. Almont's in tied for first. We think Almont's pretty good, but we didn't get the chance to find out how good because the game got snowed. I mean, they have beat Yale. So, but was it? because they're better than Yale or was it a fluke night where all I'm saying they hit is to shots say like oh, they're, they're well, Millington's
2: still so much bigger they're not the, playing port here on the,
1: the book isn't out on on Elmont and Milling I, I think Millington has a resume that is decent enough anyways um let's stay up in the, the uh, thumb before we get into the nuts and bolts of the uh, the games we're actually going to spend a little bit of time to talk about um, Marlette beats Mayville Fifty-seven, fifty-two. Um, again, Mayville not a powerhouse, but I feel like Marlette's been getting better as we go along. Uh, K-Pac beats Memphis sixty-seven to twenty-eight. Again, um, K-Pac has been interesting. Yes, they uh,
2: they bounce back from a, a loss that maybe was a bit surprising, but this result doesn't surprise me much
1: at all. Uh, let's talk about a game you saw: Lutheran North and Marine City.
2: Yeah. um... Lutheran North came to play. Marine City, I mean, they had a, a couple short spurts, but basically Lutheran North led this all the way. Um, at one point, I was worried this was going to get to running time. It was uh, it looked like Lutheran North was in so much control of it, but Marine City, when you stop, there are two guys that I think – we assume are their main scores in Liam Adams and Danny Vandeviver. it's hard to find the secondary score. And when they did with Johnny Hand in the third quarter, they pulled it within thirteen and actually forced Lutheran North to send their starters back in because Marine City was making it interesting. They were down like twenty five or twenty six and made it somewhat interesting where you're going, Okay, maybe they have a shot, but Then Lutheran North sent them right back to reality. Just with Marine City, if you take away their top two guys, uh, then there's not a lot of guys that have stepped up. If Johnny Hand can step up and do it a little more consistently, that gives them a little bit more depth. If some of the other young guys can start to find their way scoring, I think that'll help them. But Lutheran North kind of had their way with Marine City in the win.
1: Yeah, I mean, where where do you... do you go with with this team? Because again, um, Adams uh, is a nice piece, but it just doesn't seem like the other pieces that you need to put with him. That uh, guys that he can make better and guys that can make him better, they just don't have that right now. No, and you can tell that the other side
2: puts a lot of uh, a lot of emphasis on him. Sometimes I wish just. Every once in a while, he'd just get the ball and say, I'm going to the basket, stop me, Um, because you'll see other – uh, scores for other teams do that, where they just get that look in their eye and you go, yeah, they're not passing the basketball this possession. And they don't try to take over the game or do it for for several possessions in a row. But once in a while when they need a bucket, they say, all right, I'm going to slash and go to the basket and you're not going to stop me. That I'd like to see a little more aggressiveness from him because at times I think he is a little passive, but... It, when he, it seems like when Marine City wins and plays well, him and Danny Vandeviver have a lot of points.
1: You know, and and uh, again, there are special players. So like when Franz says, "I'm scoring this trip," okay. When Kohler says, "I'm scoring this trip," when Nash says, "I'm scoring this trip," uh, when any of three or four guys at Northern go, "I'm scoring this trip," or Garrett James or. Uh, you know, guys like that, we get that. But there are other guys, I have seen other guys out there who, you know, it's like uh, we're down six, we got to have a a bucket, I'm going to do something this time. Right, and I think it's just starting to, I
2: don't know, Take those baby steps that Marine City basketball needs to take. Again, at times their young guys step up and you, th- you think you have something, but then the next time you see them, they, they don't perform the same way. I think it's just consistency with some of the younger guys for, for Marine City. But Lutheran North was never really in danger. They got a 57-40 win over Marine City.
1: Now, I like this next score. We'll talk about this game, and then we'll take a, a quick break. Marysville beat Madison. They're supposed to. Yes. And they beat them by 20. That is what they're supposed to do. Well,
2: I really like this um, because now, especially with the with the benefit of hindsight, Marine, or Marysville is not lost to a team you go, you're not supposed to lose that game. Like the, the, the four games they've played against teams that you are saying they are better than, they need to beat them, they beat them, and they usually beat them by a lot with, what was it? Algonac Sterling Heights Memphis and now Madison. They're 4 and 0 in those games. And the one I didn't have in or I originally had in that category was Clintondale. Uh, the Dragons have actually had a Pretty nice season. I, I don't think we gave the uh, Clintondale boys the respect they deserve. They beat Centerline one of the last timeouts outs. They're twelve and two on the year, and their only losses are to Centerline, at Centerline, and at St. Clair.
1: Yeah, and d- defensively, they don't give up a ton of points to people.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking at their. Their schedule, they actually, outside of a weird couple-game blip where they had two track meets with Hazel Park and Sterling Heights where they won like 75-57 to 57 in two games, they, you're right. They, they keep those numbers low. But Marysville beats the teams they're supposed to beat, and I like that from them. And now you couple that with a win with a game where we weren't supposed to have that win at Lakeview. Marysville building a little bit of momentum, and obviously you want to be
1: playing your best basketball at the end of the uh, season. And maybe they found something, too, with uh, Jake Disinger hot shooting the ball, uh, and that helps uh, take a little bit of pressure off of uh, Mackay and off of uh, Cole Horan.
2: Yeah, I mean, anytime you can add another scorer, you, you look at it, Marysville has a pretty good good shot even if they just win the games they're supposed to win they could end up a 500 team in their league because they um they back well they didn't backload it just worked out that they're all their tough games in their league were backloaded they're two and four right now if it goes how it is supposed to go they'll end up five and five in their league which if you would have told me that a few weeks ago, yeah, you might go, eh, I don't know about that one.
1: Yeah. So uh, a nice uh, win, 52-32 uh, on the road, too, by the way, uh, against uh, Madison. All right, there are still some uh, games uh, played on Monday and one played last night that I want to talk about, but we'll do that when we come back.
7: Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC.
2: Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an
0: education with the Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day.
1: Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on on Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, we're talking basketball because, well, it's basketball season, so that's what we uh, do here. All right, uh, there were other games that went on on Monday, and uh, let's uh, go to Saint Clair because this is a big win for the Saints. Yeah, Saint Clair goes on
2: the road, gets the win at Lakeview to make the game against Port Huron tonight mean everything. Um, because if you lose this one, now you're now you need PH to drop a game. They're really not supposed to drop. Um, but it was a big win. France had nineteen. Jack Howell hits three threes, has nine points. Nesbit adds nine. Trudeau had eight. Pennywell had seven. That sounds like a pretty good mix of secondary scoring.
1: Yeah, you know uh, that that makes me feel. Early in the season, when I saw the the Saints, it, it was Howell and uh, Nesbit's three point shooting more so than what Franz did in that game that propelled the Saints to uh, a win. Uh, and so it's it's nice to hear those names again because it feels like it's been a while.
2: Yeah, it it uh well, it's usually been one would step up and the others wouldn't, but that's a very good mix of scoring. If that's how St. Clair's going to score often, they're going to win a lot of games. I mean, they even gave up 49, which for them is a lot of points.
1: Yeah, uh, again, their calling card has been their their defense, but, uh, I, you know you know, I'm just like, uh, Trudeau is going to develop into a, a really good player. Though. Ne- next year, I'm looking forward to Franz-Trudeau combination. Well, even in the last
2: ne- last month of the season, I expect him to take a big step forward. A- hey, he loves that baseline drive, and sometimes people know it's coming and they still can't stop it. Once he develops a move or two off of that, look out because – he he is going to be a very nice player again just a little more seasoning on him and you're going to get a really nice um really nice player with him but that sets up a max silver that right now has Saint Clair and PH both at 6 and 1 Lakeview while not mathematically eliminated for all intents and purposes is eliminated at 4 and 3 and Obviously, St. Clair and PH play tonight, so the winner isn't guaranteed anything, but might as well be, because Port Huron's final two games after tonight, let's say they win, they host Madison, which would clinch them a share, and then they'd have to go to Lakeview to win it outright. For St. Clair, let's say they get the win tonight and put themselves in the driver's seat. They go at Marysville, home against Marine City. I don't think it's a, a stretch to say that PH would have the toughest of those four games left, although at Marysville is not going to be a cakewalk for St. Clair.
1: Yeah, no, because uh, yeah, the Vikings, again, not who you play, when you play them, and the Vikings are playing better uh, right now. Um, I just, uh, I, again, um, to me, from what I've seen, I like PH. Uh, even on a night where they're not themselves, they can athletic themselves through the game uh, and get it. And, and had, had Lakeview not beaten them, you know, we, we'd probably be looking at them as the favorite Right, in spite of what games they've got left on the uh, the schedule. But that game is the one that's kept the door open for St. Clair, and St. Clair was able to handle Lakeview both times. Um, and so, yeah, t- tonight's game is huge. And last time,
2: hey, PH took it to St. Clair. Like, you were at that game, Dennis. There wasn't a doubt who was going to win that game from pretty early on. Which again
1: should be motivation to St. Clair. Now, now, now you you've got your your second chance to say, okay, first time around you had our number, but we're better than that. It's one of two times this year that St.
2: Clair has given up fifty plus points. The other was when New Haven came out guns a blazing and scored seventy six on them in like St. Clair's
1: third game of the season. Yeah, and early in the season, New Haven was in the 70-point range almost every night. Yeah. But, hey, look at what
2: PH has done since their loss to Lakeview. 69 points against Marysville, 71 against Marine City, 62 against Mooney. They've been scoring the rock. They have found their rhythm. Heck, even in the, the three games before, the four games before the loss to, to Lakeview, 60, and then a couple games in the mid-50s, including the St. Clair win, in 64 against Madison.
1: Yeah, no, and the thing about the Red Hawks is it's not one or two guys. They're getting it from four or five guys. They have, they have five guys who every night are a threat to score 10 or more points. Yes, Yes,
2: they are, because it's just how they play. And if St. Clair doesn't have an answer for the pressure, because I think St. Clair, I don't want to say they have to take the air out of the ball against PH, but they have to be more deliberate in what they do, because maybe they can make this a track meet, but I would favor PH if they want to run up and down the court and have a ton of possessions and
1: make it a race to 70. Yeah, no, I uh, again, I, I'm with you. The key is, though, is because you know PH is going to come out and be in your face. Mm-hmm. If you can break the pressure, then you can force PH to back off and make them change the way they like to play. I think it's an interesting dynamic because we talked about during our
2: draft how there aren't a lot of true bigs, and Cooper Penowell is one of the uh, more traditional bigs which you would think would be an advantage to St. Clair because I don't know who you're going to have him guard him back to the basket but if you put Pennywell or McCartney on the floor that takes someone that can help break a press and help get the pressure off of PH but then if you take them off the floor then you're taking away an advantage so it's uh it's a um, tough scale to balance if you're Matt Distelrath. Do you put your big guys out there and and trust your guards to maybe work through a double team or trust a big man to make a pass or have to dribble it in the open court? Or do you go a little smaller, but then you're playing more into PH's game?
1: Yeah, uh, and to, to me, the interesting part of it is if you're PH and it becomes a game of half-court offense, and St. Clair... Is able to get the ball into the post. Who are you putting on those guys? Like, right. who's your biggest guy? And even they're, you know, length wise, they're not as thick as those guys. Like, they, they don't have the body of a cent- a true center. Um, so it, it's interesting. It's like, uh, I, I think physical wise, Roe can play down there, but Roe's not as big as those guys. Right. And it's, uh, I
2: mean, do you put Carswell down there? But the best way to stop the post is never let the guards get a good look. Yeah. Because once, once you get a good big with their back to the basket
1: and they catch the ball, now you're just hoping they miss the shot. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, and and the one thing about PH is their guards rebound so well, they really don't need a big guy. <laughs> well, and, again, it's layups or
2: threes for PH. Like, I know – that's kind of the goal for every team, but they do it more than anyone else. They either get a steal, and it ends up with a layup, or usually when they get into the half court, they'll pass around a little bit. They'll either find a, a, a seam and drive through it or bomb up a three, and they have four or five kids that
1: can hit threes at a pretty dangerous rate. All right. Speaking of that, Brady Beaton, well, what, what they hit? 18 the game before. Yeah. They had nine threes, and we're speaking important here on Northern, uh, on Monday night in a win over a Romeo, and most of them came in the third quarter, okay? First quarter score, Romeo 17, Northern 16. Second quarter score, Romeo 17, Northern 15. Fourth quarter score, Northern 18, Romeo 17. For three quarters in this game, it was nip and tuck, But in the third quarter, it was 26-8 to Northern. This is where they won the ball game. And for eight minutes, it was so much fun watching (laughs) them just flat-out shoot the lights out. And it was everybody. It was Amir Moreland knocked down a a couple of threes. Caden Cantrell made a three. Cam Haru knocks down four threes. Jamison hits a, a three. They're just so fun to watch when the ball starts going because they know it. They're almost cocky about it. Oh, you're in my face? Bang, three. Oh, you're going to back off and dare me to shoot? Bang, three. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm oh no! To, it's, I'm going to admit it. Right, they're really here. fun to watch. I fall in love with it, and uh, and give me a 75-59 Northern win any day of the week, and I'm a happy guy.
2: And I love the uh, balance scoring. Haru 23,
1: Moreland 21, Jamison 18. Uh and and they all could have had more, but they got up double digits there, and they they all had uh, shorter nights. But but again. I look at what other guys are doing. Cantrell had eight big points. Like he scores when it matters. When, when when it just seems like you haven't called his name, you haven't called his name, it's a two- or three-point game, and bang, he gets a bucket for them, That like, and everybody's up off the bench, and the crowd is like, woo, and then those other guys are like, let's go. And I think
2: that's part of the reason why Northern has taken the next step. Yes, we know, Haru, Moreland, and Jamison, hey, they're all stars. We're going to be calling their name for two more seasons after this, and they're going to be as feared of a trio as this area has ever seen but Cantrell and even to uh, the same
1: extent maybe Malik Thompson. Oh, uh, when- Malik is good. He he wasn't a factor in this game simply because of foul trouble. He got into early foul trouble. He had one of those nights where he couldn't get out of the way. Right. But when those two guys are coming along, okay. Coach Stucky's
2: getting ready to prepare for Northern. And you're saying, "All right, you got to stop uh Har, you got to stop Moreland, got to stop Jamison and you're putting so much emphasis on how to stop them." What resources do you have left to stop uh, a Thompson or a Cantrell? And if they can make you pay, and we've already seen Cantrell, what, he had a 20-point game yeah. or around there some point. Thompson, I think, has been around 20 at some point. As a coach, you just have to throw your hands up, and the only way you can truly game plan for Northern is if you're a Dakota and you have five good enough players on the floor where you can match up man-to-man, and it doesn't matter who's guarding who, you're going to have a decent shot at stopping them.
1: If they could ever get Tyrese Johnson healthy, or um, the, the the day that uh, Narell Jordan and Lincoln Watkins figure it out.
2: Right. Like, it clicks on, and now they become scoring threats along with everything else. Could, and Jordan's could,
1: what, a freshman? Yeah, and, and, and he actually, he can shoot from distance. Like, you, you, he doesn't get a ton of chances in games, but he's not shy about, about putting it up. But you watch him in the warm-ups, when he's behind the three-point line, he makes a lot of them. Um, and I mean, how much I, of that is like you talked about
2: confidence, yeah, and just, getting used just,
1: to the, the varsity game, yeah, and, and and you know again when we talk about this, um, Knuth is a, a good example at Marine City Cardinal Absolutely. Mooney because I know that kid can score, but uh, there's other guys on that team, and he makes sure that they get their shots first. And uh, uh, most times that he's near the basket, he's looking to pass instead of looking to score for himself, right. Um and, and and you probably, uh, I mean, I would feel that way if, if I'm a, a young kid on that northern team and I've got the ball close to the basket. I'm looking around, going, uh, "Is where's how are you? Where's Jameson? Where's Moreland? I should be giving them the ball." Right. The, the the they score for us. I don't score for us, but
2: they have legitimately seven to nine guys that c- could go for ten points in any given night. Yeah, Uh,
1: they're just solid. Uh, Again, this is another solid. Romeo, you know, did what they could do. They're just not as good and they're not as deep. Um, They they spread the the scoring around. They got 18 from uh, Aiden Camigo and 13 from Alex Kelly. But Kelly did most of his damage early in the game. The first half, uh, Romeo was getting in the paint. They were getting it to their big guy down low. Uh, and they were scoring regularly. Northern just took it away. Just They just said in the third quarter, you're not getting inside. And in the third quarter, Romeo couldn't score. They only scored uh, eight, eight points. They're not a team that's going to stand outside the three-point line and beat you that way. They only made one three in the uh, entire game, uh, while Northern knocked down nine more. So that's uh, 27 threes in two games. That's a lot. That's a ton. Uh, And that was a big win for them. And they're going to probably need some threes um, tonight when they get New Haven.
2: Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) that's a big game. I mean this is I mean obviously you're playing a team in your league that has fallen a bit by the wayside. They started what did what did they start off like 7 and 0 or something. Yeah, they were Haven, Red Hot to they, start they the looked, season. They they looked like the Showtime Lakers out there. No one was going to stop them. And then all of a sudden New Haven came back down to earth. They started off 8 and 0 and they're 1 in 3 since Christmas. This is a back against the wall kind of game for New Haven and yeah get them at ho- at New Haven. This is not going to be an easy game for Port here on Northern.
1: No, uh, but again you you look at when when New Haven went flat that was when Northern and Lincoln popped up on their schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean yes,
2: I mean <laughs> you're looking at it um actually have they they actually haven't even played Lincoln yet. Oh, I thought they had no. One game with they lost to Celine at a, at a showcase. That was their first loss. And then Northern beat them, and Ike beat them the last time out. Mm, okay. So, Northern, if you want to stay in this MAC race, you win this game, and now you have no more games against New Haven and Lincoln. And New Haven and Lincoln have to play each other twice. You're hoping for a split. And next thing you know, you can be. Sole possession of first place and win your third straight MAC title, which I don't know if that basketball program has ever done.
1: Yeah, so uh, a big game uh, tonight for them uh, on the road this time against. Which, New by Haven. the
2: way, Northern's like since 2022. They're like 26 and one in MAC conference yes.
1: games. Yes, and, and we looked at it this year and thought, you know, Lincoln's in the league now and New Haven's good, uh, and we were we were wondering uh what would happen with that and they've been just fine. Yeah, they
2: they took their lumps early and now they're they're playing some really damn good basketball. But if Northern, hey, this is being a mature team, you have to realize you're going into the to the den and you're facing an animal that's wounded and back up against the wall that they have to have this game.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, the, uh, the last game on the uh, docket was last night. Uh, the only one that got played in the area, Cardinal Mooney Boys against Bishop Foley, uh, and this was a very important league game. Uh, they had played January the 5th at Foley. The Ventures won that game 70-64, to so they were 4-0 and in league, and Mooney was 3-1 and in league. So Mooney had to have it, uh, and this was a nip-and-tuck game. Foley never had more than a one-point lead at any point in this game, uh, and I don't believe they led at all in the second half. Um, and, and Mooney could never get more than a five points ahead in this one, but they led by five going into the fourth quarter, and then they just took over. They won the fourth 21 to 21-10 uh, and, and actually coasted to a 62-46 uh, win uh, over Mooney, because at one point they got up to a 20-point 20, uh, 20 lead, and then they emptied the bench, and, and Foley kept a few starters in there and made it look a little better than what it actually really uh, was. Uh, Everhart, he's good. Like, oh, yeah. He, he's, just, he's just a... <laughs> he, like, he is he, good. He, he's a natural scorer. And he's playing not at a hundred percent. And and he still gets twenty-five. And the thing about it is like a lot of guys when they score that much, it's loud. You mm-hmm. notice it. With him, he goes stretches in the game where he lets other guys figure it out and and do their thing and then all of a sudden, you, you'll look and you'll say, Boy, well, I haven't said Everhart's name in a while. And at the end of the quarter, he's got seven or eight points in the quarter. Right. Um, because – Steady he, Eddie. Yeah. He, he just he, – he quietly goes about his thing. He's not out there dunking the ball. He makes threes, but he's not out there knocking down five threes. Mm-hmm. He's just driving to the basket, getting buckets. Uh, I, I don't like to use this comparison, but it's the only one I have. He's a poor man's um, Tyler Jamison. Which, like, go to the bucket. not an install. <laughs> no, <laughs> go to the bucket and get and and either you're going to get the layup or they're going to follow you and you're going to make your points at the free throw line. Yeah, that's kind of how he does it. Maybe shoots a little more. Yeah, I, I mean, he he definitely has the the range. And I think he could, if he wanted to be that player, he could stand behind the three-point line all night long and only jack threes and probably still score 20 game, twenty points a game. Um, but um, Daniel Rice has become a better shooter this year. He made four threes in this game, finished with 14 points. Every time I've done a Mooney game, Rice has been in the 15 to 17-point range, and if
2: Mooney wants to get where they need to go. I said it before, Daniel Rice needs to be that guy that can score double digits on any given night.
1: Oh, actually, every night, basically. And And late in the uh, third uh, quarter, uh, Keegan Waldvogel had a, a stretch where he scored five big points for Mooney, and they were up by that much going into the, uh, the fourth uh, quarter. So, again, we talk about it's not who you play, it's when you play them. It's also not who scores but when they score them. Right. Or, or, or not so much how much you score, but when do you get your points. Uh, and though Luke Bright and Vogel combined for 12 points last night, I thought they scored their points in good moments in the game when Mooney needed them. And that puts Mooney, I believe, into a tie for first yep. in their uh, Catholic League division. Yep. Both those teams are now 4-1 and one overall in league play. And Foley had won five in a row. Foley was is an interesting team. They started 3-1. and one, Then they lost five straight games. And then they were on a five-game winning streak going into last night's game. So now they are overall are 8-7, and seven and Mooney goes to 8-5 and five overall. All right. And that was all the action from the last two days. That is all the action from the last two days, but don't worry – Brady will come up with something to ask me or or annoy me with in in the final segment.
3: Sounds good. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or Visit us at our website at QCSPH.com. Again, that's QCSPH.com.
6: Frantic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach. With Frantic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150.
4: do with my future
1: please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on port huron schools
4: hello this is tim sheridan owner of sheridan real estate and insurance in lexington a family tradition that started back in 1925 with grandpa sheridan promoting trust care and excellence sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs respected throughout the community and dedicated to
2: Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today, a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome uh, back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Our final uh, segment here, we've talked about all the games. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, we only have a little bit of time left. I figured we can go through and at least with some of the local districts take a look at where teams sit with the MPR because it determines what two teams avoid each other until the finals. Which, Real quick, before we get into that, um, why, don't, why only seed the top two teams? Why
1: not seed the entire district? That's a good question, unless the state just feels like it's not but, worth it. But if it's, it's too good time enough to consuming. see the top two,
2: why is it not good enough to see all five or six? Like, Yeah,
1: I, I, I get what you're saying, but but I think the ultimate complaint was we're tired of number one and number two playing early in the district against each other, and, and this was done to to get them separated – So that more times than not, as long as there's not an upset, the best two teams in a district play in the final. But
2: sometimes you have three good teams in a district, and you would like to at least avoid two and three playing until that Wednesday night. And it just rewards teams for being better that, hey, if you end up third in a six-team district, well, you get the team that finished three and 19. Instead of having to play the team right behind you, that's 12 and 10 and is dangerous. Yeah. I just... It's not the worst thing in the world. I just don't understand why you only see <laughs> the top two. Like, if it's good enough for one and two, why is it not good enough for three through six? And why do you do this weird alphabetical thing instead? Either go to NPR all the way or do NPR in the first two and then random draw the rest. Yeah, I don't get this weird alphabetical thing the rest of the way. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Anyway, I don't sit in those meetings because you're looking at me like I can fix it. I, I just, <laughs> it just seems like an overly convoluted process when you have a, I don't want to say perfectly fine, but a good enough. Like NPR is not the end all be all, but it does a good enough job of figuring out where teams are. Yeah. Anyway, start with boys uh, in the Division One boys basketball district number thirty two. Port here on Northern is no surprise—the number one team in that district. Do you know who number two is? Um,
1: that's a really actually tough question. Is is it Dakota or it's PH Port here on High? Okay, yeah, they so are number PH two. Well. They're only
2: uh, ten MPR points ahead of Lance Cruz North. They're nine and five. Lance Cruz North is nine and six, and but PH. And Northern could avoid each other for a district final, which, unfortunately, if it would have happened last year, would have been electric at Northern. This district's at Anchor Bay. But Dakotas get a bull again this year. They're 6-8. This is not a Dakota team that is running rough shot over the red. In fact, the team I might be most worried about is Lons Cruz North at 9-6. and six.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and again, uh, it, it's hard to, to gauge those teams because – Normally, too, by by this time of the year, we've seen one or two of those teams. Right. Haven't seen them yet. But with um, Lance Cruz North
2: and P.H. battling for that two spot, and Lance Cruz isn't too, too far behind like they are still in the mix, if P.H. can gets it with a six-team district, it guarantees them a bye,
1: which is huge, which means you have to win one game to get to a district final. Which I, I hadn't actually realized this, but at Gross Point South and Roseville are the top two teams in the Red. I haven't been paying a lot of attention no. to Red basketball, uh, and Roseville I haven't been paying a lot of attention to because they're six and four, but they're five and one in league play, and South is the only team to beat them, and they're six and zero oh in league play. Right. Uh, what d D two district do you want me to go to first? The
2: dumb. BWAC plus Kersley district or the, the MAC one? You're sour about this. It, okay. Here is the district with the BWAC teams, with most of our BWAC teams, all right? Yale, Cross-Lex, Emily City, North Branch, and Flint-Kersley. And it's at Flint-Kersley. Why, why? I don't know. Okay, whatever. We get random teams in districts before. I mean, I remember playing in a district where Clintondale uh, came up to Marysville to play us. I get it. But when Almont is in a district with Notre Dame Prep, Goodrich, Lake Fenton, and Nortonville Brandon, it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's a very easy swap. They're they're using the expressway as a divider because Kersley's on the north side uh, and everybody else there is on the south side. And they're probably saying Almont is closer to Notre Dame Prep and those schools than Kersley is, and that's why they don't let Elmont stay with the group that we think they should be in because they're in the same league together. And they're,
2: uh, I could spit in the wind and it'll land on Emily City if we have a good southern wind. Mm-hmm. But, and heck, even North Branch isn't even that far. If, any, if anything, I get when North Branch goes out there. But not uh, – anyway, it just doesn't make sense. So I guess we'll start with the uh, BWAC plus Kersley district – at Kersley for whatever godforsaken reason.
1: Just to make it more difficult on us if we yeah. want to cover that. So,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, go. Yale, Crosslex, Emily City, and North Branch. God, that's such a good district. One of us might be driving out to Flint <laughs> because that's a hell of a district. Um, Yale, no surprise, is the number one team in that district. And actually, at 7-5, and five, Crosslex is number two. They are .004 MPR points ahead of Flint-Kersley. Um, and I think that's because the BWAC's been so damn good.
1: Yeah, uh, and that might have been a little higher had we gotten that Croslex Elmont game, and Croslex figured out a way to win it. Right. I mean, heck, most
2: fifty percent is your opponent's win percentage. So if you're playing a lot of good teams, like M two, Emily City's actually fourth in the district at nine and four, and then North Branch at seven and four is last with a winning record. Yeah but they did play a lot of smaller schools that they had some not as great non-conference games. But every team in that district right now has a winning record, and the only one that really matters is number one because that gets you the buy. Yeah. And, 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 and I th- guess you want to avoid Yale to the finals, but you're not going to play a bad team in this district.
1: And, and let me just ask you, and, and maybe it's got nothing to do with it, maybe you haven't even thought about it, but maybe it's there in the back of your mind. Do you dislike Flint Kersley because there's that outside possibility that in a district full of local teams, where we're supposed to get a local team out of this and into a regional, that they could wreck that and and win the district?
2: I mean, I haven't like thought about that, but it doesn't. I would be upset with Kersley. I mean, it's nothing against them. It just. They're not one of our teams, so I wouldn't like it. But no, I just think it throws off the continuity, and I think it's uh, someone trying to be too cute with the the districts. And, try- and the same thing when we get to the girls, the how you split up Saint Clair and Marine City, I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, that makes no
1: sense to me. To, to schools in the same district shouldn't be split up.
2: But granted, Chippewa Valley and Dakota have been split up for years in the basketball district. Yeah, and they're. They're as close as two schools can get. I think they're the same district, aren't they?
1: Uh, I I believe so. Uh, I'm not positive on that anymore. Um, but you uh, throw Landcruces North you know, Dakota right. and Dakota and Landcruces North are literally like two miles apart. Right.
2: Anyway, at least I get there because there's such a high concentration that the cutoff point has to be somewhere. Yeah. Not in. Farmland of Elmont, where you have to drive 20 minutes to get to the closest school outside of MLA City and Dryden. But anyway, I digress. Um, that's a tough district. Um, if you're curious about where Elmont is, despite being 9 and 3, God, they're in a district of death. Um, Notre Dame Prep's number one. They're a ways behind. And I would, you know, if this works out and Elmont somehow comes out of that district because Goodrich is solid and Notre Dame Prep is yeah. solid, but that. You know what? That would be awesome because I think that would give us three area teams in a
1: regional. And, the, and, it, uh, and again, the other thing is if we can get two teams from the area, and we usually do in at least one regional – Get two area teams. They usually get split up well, on our opposite. But this sides year of the they're bracket. scheduled
2: to play each other. You know, so the, the Yale district and the one I believe it's being hosted at Armada are scheduled to play each other.
1: You know, the, the, the downside of them playing each other right away is one of them gets knocked out right away. But the upside is is it guarantees you've got a team in the regional final and then once you're there, anything can happen.
2: All right. The Armada District This one has a very clear front runner in St. Clair. They're eleven and three. They're the only. There's only one other team above five hundred. That's Richmond, and they're one game above five hundred. St. Clair, I think, is going to end up. Well, I don't know if they're going to run away with the top spot because the BWAC is so good, and because Madison and let's be honest, Marine City and before the last couple of games, even Marysville were bringing down the opponent's win percentage for St. Clair so much that it's given Richmond a chance to take the top spot. Yeah. But um, Marysville is not too far out of Richmond. They're about... Uh, 0.5, .05 MPR points behind Richmond, which th- if they can rack up some wins against Marine City and Madison might help them out. And if Richmond drops a couple games, could ha- have Marie- Marysville actually be the number two seed in their district.
1: Which would be good for them. Again, I like St. Clair in this district against all those other teams. I don't think that's a hot take. Um, but uh, anything that increases your chances... Uh, even if you get to the district final, and, and I know if Coach Shunk gets to a district final, he wants to win that district. Right. He's, he's not going to settle for, oh, uh, we finished second best. But again, we're talking about in high school sports, a one game, one night. You get at a neutral site. You, you, you can get a hot shooter, a bad call, a fluky play, whatever it is, and anything really can happen. And then Marine City, Armada, and Algonac, the, the bottom
2: three in that district combine to be 5-30. and 30.
1: Yeah, those teams are all struggling, and that's all you can really say about that.
2: Um, All right, is there... I mean, I, I can go up into the thumb real quick. Uh, I believe Harbor Beach is actually in D3 this year. Bad news for them, they're in a district with Cass City.
1: Yeah, well... Maybe this is the year for Beach, though.
2: Um, real quick, because we have talked about it a lot, Dryden is the number one seed. They're in a district with Genesee Christian. And it looks like it's going to be those two battling to come out of there.
1: Yeah, and Genesee Christian is is not the same team that they've been the last couple of they're years. They're still good. They're still good. But they are not.
2: They only have, like, one shooter instead of, like, the three.
1: Yeah, they, they used to have, like, four Boykies and a Chapman, and I think they're down to, like, a, a Boykie and a half.
2: Yeah, I think they have a very young Boykie and Chapman. Yeah. Um, All right, to girls. Um, Port Huron uh, in their district, which is also at Anchor Bay. PH is right now the number two seed. Dakota's number one. This Dakota team's good, but as we saw, PH can play with them. For Northern, just get healthy by the district and try to surprise some teams because I don't think they're going to have much of a chance to hop up into that two spot.
1: Yeah, they have to get everybody back and everybody playing at optimum value before you know, you can consider them a threat. But if you're PH, avoid Dakota
2: till a final, and again, one game, get a crack at them, because the only other team with a winning record right now is Anchor Bay, and I think PH would be a favorite over Anchor Bay. Not a substantial favorite, but a slight favorite over the Tars.
1: In uh, the last couple of years, those, uh, the, the Port Huron area schools have slugged it out with Anchor Bay in the playoffs. Yes, they have.
2: Okay, let's go to the dumbest, <laughs> way I have ever seen a district get redistributed. Okay, I get Almont you can you can look at a map and make an argument that they go over there cuz Almont's actually farther southwest than you like to think. Yeah. But Marine City is in um hold on. Um with this is the district that Marine City got pulled to. It's Marine City and Algonac. All right. We're starting off good, making some sense. Lutheran North, no big deal. They've been in districts
1: before. Yep. South Lake and Warren Regina. That seems a little bit of a a stretch. And, and, And if I'm those two schools, there are a lot of schools closer to me that I could be playing. Yes. And usually do.
2: There are, and... I guess the thing I just don't get is how you draw that dividing line on what King Road. Yeah, is, is Moore Highway <laughs> the dividing point? Yeah, like um, I I I don't get it actually. Where I don't remember where that district is because that makes a big difference too. If it's because uh, whoever hosts that district has a big advantage. Um, it's at Marine City, so you know what? Good for so them. Good for them. Yeah. They get to host it. It's a big one, and right now, as we were talking about NPR, Marine City's number two behind South Lake, who's doing pretty well in the blue. Even with Marine City hosting, I think South Lake would be the favorite. But South South Lake and Marine City—they're seven and three and nine and three. The bottom three teams are a combined seven and twenty-one. Yeah. So it looks like it's a two-horse race there.
1: Yeah, and uh, again. That's a, a veteran, experienced group now at Marine City. And so, again, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. But it, it's now or never, girls. Win the district. All right. Um, this might be the
2: toughest district we have ever had with our area teams since we've done GetStuckOnSports.com. Girls Basketball District number 64. Armada, Croslex, Yale. Now, right there, that's a tough district. (laughs) Right there, you're going, all right, buckle up. We're going to have a tough week. But let's throw Marysville and let's throw St. Clair in the mix. And now you have five teams that can all reasonably win it. And a Richmond team that is trying to build itself up is going to be asked to beat three of those teams to win a district.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no offense to our friends in Richmond. I love you guys, but no, no th- th- those those other five teams. Four of them are going to lose right
2: now. Armada and Croslex are the top two, and Armada has it by a little bit. Yale is nipping at the heels of Croslex, and Saint Clair actually isn't that far behind. Um, with NPR. They're about point. Six behind Cross Lex, and you hope as those teams knock each other off, and and you can stack some wins, and if you can steal one from Marine City or Fraser, maybe you threaten to to avoid that. But either way, this is going to be an
1: absolute battle. The good
2: news for St. Clair is it's at St. Clair.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, you you look at the actually, you know, we talk about St. Clair Marine City being important. Because of the rivalry. We talk about it being important because of the league, but actually, it's, it's important because of seating in the districts. Right. It's, it's all going to add up. I just, yeah, that that is the toughest
2: district I've seen. And I still don't get how St. Clair and Marine City, I believe, without double checking right now, could theoretically meet in a regional final.
3: That would
1: be cool. It would be because that's never happened before. No, because I can confidently say that that's because never no happened one's ever before. thought to divide yeah, those exactly. two schools out of <laughs> yeah. the
2: same district. Uh, like I again, I get how in like so.
1: See, you, we found a silver lining and
2: all. You, of you this. get to Warren or you get to Detroit or the suburbs, and you have to draw the line somewhere. And like sometimes you'll see a state final that's like. De La Salle versus Catholic Central, and you go, all right, well, they had to divide it somewhere, and that's what got pulled west. Or King versus De La Salle, and okay, they went north-south, whatever. I get it. But I don't get how St. Clair and Marine City get divided.
1: Yeah, I uh, the, this this is one that I will definitely jump on the bandwagon with you. That This is one that it, it doesn't really make uh, any sense to me like I, I I sometimes try to rationalize travel and all of that but uh, again making uh, a St. Clair Shore School and a Warren school come up to Marine City they didn't save anybody any travel
2: no um, other D2s emily City and North Branch both got pulled west. okay that I can get a little bit especially because Almont's D3 in girls basketball. We have one of those situations yeah. where they're D2 and boys, D3, and girls. Um, MLA City and North Branch are in with Lake Fenton, who isn't as great this year, but Goodrich is. You saw them in the regional yeah. last year. They're 11-0. I don't think either of those teams are getting to the top two. And Almont is in a district with New Haven, Memphis, Pack, and Landmark. Now, that's uh, a
1: winnable district. N- New Haven is decent.
2: They're seven and two. Yes, however, I'm going to play my. Uh, I don't respect bronze <laughs> basketball, and New Haven is seven and two and four and zero oh in the
1: bronze. That doesn't. They're mean not a winning lot close, though. I think they're winning decisively in those games. Cool. It's
2: the bronze, and anyone will tell you that in girls basketball, the fall off once you get past the gold and maybe the top. One or two in the silver falls off hard it's not a s- it's not a
1: nice sledding slope. it's a cliff, yeah, you're just being evil. i am i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm saying that I think that's a two team race and not a one team race and Alon has not had a good season by any stretch, but they
2: could pull a mooney and still win a district
1: yeah.
2: so um anyway um. Yeah, so depending on the weather, depends where we'll be tonight. We're figuring that all out right now. So if you're listening to this right as it comes out, just make sure to check our Twitter or Facebook. And once we figure it out, we'll let you know.
1: Yeah, my my plan is to be in Marysville tonight for a basketball game. If that doesn't happen, then I'll probably go and do two hockey games. All right. Um, Anything else, Dennis?
2: Uh, We'll be back, what's today, Wednesday? Be back Friday. Be back Friday.